The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, or its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine authentic power. And now here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to Leadership for Life. I am really, really excited about today's show. I'm always excited about today's show, but I've got an incredibly special guest for you in this in the middle part of this program. Have you ever wondered why it is that when things start to go wrong, they then seem to go more and more wrong? And, you know, that focusing on what's not right and what you don't want seems to give you more of what's not right and what you don't want. Well, my guest today, Michael Lozier, um, is the go-to guy in terms of how to understand how to attract what you do want in your life. He's an amazing guy, but more of that later. Um, and we're going to have an opportunity to uh, for him to share his experience and expertise to help you attract abundance into your life, to have a, an amazing opportunity to find yourself living a happy, successful and fulfilling life because you're attracting the right things into it. Now, I talk to get my, my clients about what you focus on appears to expand. So if you're focusing on all of the things that are going wrong, then they seem to gain traction, gain energy and get bigger. But what I've noticed about so many people is they know what they don't want. They're very clear about what they don't want. But when you say, well, what do you want? There's not that level of clarity. The other thing I have noticed is, well, let me just share with you. I was talking to a, a new client um, and we were talking in the first session about their life and how life was. And they they shared with me how things seem to be going from bad to worse. That, you know, their, their job, their business was a bit iffy under COVID, things were, were really challenging. And that because they were stressed, their relationships at home were becoming really difficult because instead of being able to, um, to share the problem that he and his wife were snapping at one another um, and that was going from bad to worse and the car had gone wrong and the central heating had gone wrong and the cat was ill and, 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 and. And so I said to him, well, what's going right in your life? And he stopped. He just stopped. And I said, are you healthy? And he said, yeah, fortunately, we're all healthy. Your business is going through a challenging time. I absolutely accept that. But have you got enough money to live on? Yes. Is the sun coming up in the morning? Yes. Do you have things in your life that give you pleasure? His children 
and his hobbies. And, and so I said to him, if you have thought that if you were to focus on those things in your life, and to look for solutions for the things that you uh, that weren't working for you, do you think that you would feel more resourced than focusing on everything that's going wrong? Because clearly he was in overwhelm. And he sat back in his, his chair for a moment. We were doing this over Zoom, so he wasn't in the room. He sort of leant back in his chair and thought, quite hard. And I could see the shift as he thought. And when he started to look at all of those things that were going well in his life, those things that he could be grateful for, you could see the balance shifting from everything's terrible, I can't do this, I can't uh, find a way forward, it's all awful, to there are challenging things going on in my life, but actually there are a lot of things that are good. And for me, I mean, I'm not the expert. I'm, I'd be really interested in Michael's take on this when, when he comes on in, in a few moments. But for me, from personal experience, you know, those of you that know my story know that I've learned to walk twice as an adult, know that if I'd focused on the lack and the what I couldn't do, my quality of life and the quality of life of those around me would be very different because a, I'd be miserable and not nice to be around. But ultimately, I could run my organization. I could look at the things that were possible and that I could do. And by doing that, recognize that actually, even in the darkest days, that there were things that were beautiful and powerful if I chose to focus on those. Now, when you're in the maelstrom of everything going wrong, it can be really challenging to recognize that it's not the whole of life that's going wrong, it's certain aspects of your life. But I want you know for all of you to recognize that even in the darkest day, that the, one of the phrases that helped me was this too will pass, tomorrow the sun will come up, tomorrow is a new day and I have a choice and I can choose to live my life fully and to look for solutions for those problems and to create the best quality of life that I can, even when life is very difficult and be good company to those who are around me and to do something useful for other people. Or I can choose to be a victim to circumstance. Poor me, I can't walk, I'm back in a wheelchair, life is difficult you know, isn't life grim? Well, what are you going to choose? Because make no mistake, whether you are actively choosing or habitually choosing, you are making a choice moment by moment. When you choose actively, consciously, then it becomes a real opportunity for you to take some control of what's going on and for you to actually make informed decisions based on your conscious understanding of what's going on. When you get trapped in that habitual way of thinking, which is, oh, poor me, and you know, you're in victim mode and you're piling on the agony, then you are completely unresourced. And as a result of that, the problem appears to get so much bigger. Now, when we're talking about this in the context of attracting what you do want in your life, attracting abundance into your life, 
we're going to hear from Michael how he um, has found a, a really significantly constructive and successful way to help people attract the right things into their life. But ultimately, you can listen to this and you can choose to undertake it and to incorporate it into your life or choose to ignore it. My job as a host of this show is to offer you the opportunity to perhaps think differently, to have different techniques that are, the guests are able to show you. But ultimately, you will determine whether or not you in, it becomes part of your life. I can guarantee that most of you won't, but those who do, the rewards are great. And that's the other interesting, I think, is that so many people know what, if they did it, is going to make life better. I mean, how many of you, given the choice between a carrot and a donut, choose the donut, even though perhaps you know that the carrot is better for you? So we have these choices, and I don't want to trivialize them. But what I do want to say to you is if you want abundance in your life, if you want a great quality of life, recognize that you're the common denominator and it's you who will determine the difference so when we come back after the break um, we're going to have a real expert on on creating attracting abundance and helping yourself live a holistically abundant life where you are attracting the things that you do want rather than those that you don't so don't go away after the break I'm going to introduce Michael Lozier to you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. 
Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. Imagine what it would be like if you could attract abundance into your life easily. If you were able to create happiness, success, great relationships, and be able to do that because you knew how to attract those things. Michael Lozier knows just how to do that. Let me read you his bio. He's known as the how-to guy for teaching law of attraction. He's a best-selling Canadian author of three books, Law of Attraction, Law of Connection, and Your Life's Purpose. Law of Attraction has sold 3.5 million copies in 37 languages. Michael caught the attention of Oprah Winfrey, who interviewed him four times on her Soul Series radio show on Sirius XM. Oprah then invited him to host his own show, her Oprah and Friends Radio. He's certified 550 Law of Attraction facilitators in 17 different countries. Michael lives in Victoria, BC on Canada's West Coast. And I'm really excited to welcome him today as my guest. Hey, hello everybody. Hi Michael, and thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. So many people talk about wanting to attract a, a financial abundance, happiness, success into their lives. And yet the truth of what they attract into their life is anything but that. That's right. <laughs> First of all, could you share some of your story so people know how you got to this amazing place? And then let's look at the different principles which underpin being able to attract abundance into your life. Yes. Well, it's not just abundance, it's attracting anything into your life, you know. But today I can tell people why they're not attracting it. And so, you know, the, the, attracting something is part two. Okay. Part one is you've got to clean up your vibe. You know, what, is even, what does even that mean? What does it mean to clean up your vibe? Well, a vibe is your mood and the feelings, the vibrations. You know how sometimes we say, you know, that's a negative vibe. Well, we have one of those. And it's determining whether we're attracting things. You know, negative vibration is diluting the manifestation. So you say you want something on this hand, you get all excited about it. And then on this hand, you have a negative vibration. It could be doubt or I don't believe it, I'm not worthy. So the negative vibration of the doubt counsels the positive vibration of the desire. You know, when I was doing a lot, you know, my book is, I published in 2003, so it's old, like 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, and I started here in Victoria, I was doing seminars. Okay, two people came, mm -hmm. and then three people. And then, like, imagine 20 years ago using the word law of attraction, not to mention the word vibration. Yeah, like very I, different I, worlds. Like I was weird, I was yeah. weird back then. <laughs> But I was so weird that people would come to me one-on-one -on -one and say, can you tell me about that thing? Can you tell me about that thing? And, and that's kind of how I developed all the tools and the processes. It's like, I said, well, because I noticed the relationship between having a good vibe and attracting good things. Mm -hmm. Well, that was obvious. But I didn't understand why I was attracting negative things. Matter of fact, I was puzzled and confused. Mm -hmm. I said, how can somebody like me, and I mean, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says high vibe. I mean, I can't go into a restaurant and scream and say, where's the manager? You know? <laughs> so I've always been positive. I've always been a positive thinker and a positive language. And people would come to me when they needed counseling. And this was when I was young, too, not just, yeah. you know, as a teenager in high school. And then I was working at Kmart and saying, like, I was the guy that people came to tell things about. And But what I didn't understand was, well, how could somebody nice like me 
attract negative things. You know, some of our listeners are watching that and listening, thinking, yeah, how does Oprah attract negative things? How do positive people attract negative things? And well, the answer is? Well, the answer is because they gave attention to something they didn't want. Okay. Now, I'm going to show you this little diagram. If we have any podcast listeners, this is a picture of your vibrational bubble. So imagine you've got hula hoops around you, and in that hula hoop is, is kind of protecting your vibe. But inside that vibe, we're going to call it the vibrational bubble. Okay. And right now, the universe, or law of attraction, its energy, is responding to the vibe that's in your sphere or in your bubble. Okay. It's like, oh, that's good. Well, no, it's not so good. Because it's responding to your vibe, whether negative or positive. Now, let's talk about how this sets up in our real life. Let's talk to our business people, you know. Okay. Maybe they got a sale this week or a new client. Oh, they got excited. They emailed you and said, while they're emailing you to say, hey, Gene, I just sent a great contact. I'm so yeah. excited. While they're telling you about it, they're including the vibration of it just by telling the story. Yeah. And then they go on Instagram and say, well, I landed a great contract. And then they tell 10 friends. And all the time that they're thinking about it, they're giving it attention. And here's, here's the most important thing people need to hear today. Law of attraction doesn't know how it got included in your vibe. It's just matching it. Mm -hmm. So I learned that early because, you know, I'm overweight and I was bigger and I had a lot of bullies and stuff. And I thought, wow, you know, I would think, oh, I don't want to get bullied. Oh, guess what? What am I giving attention to? Being bullied. Being bullied. And when yeah. you give attention to being bullied, guess what? The law of attraction can't buck that current. It can only match it. So now I'm attracting. Then I say, why is it getting, it's getting worse and worse and worse? Now I know because law of attraction was checking my vibe and matching it, checking my vibe and matching it. And then I thought, okay, I mean, positive thinking 20 years ago was pretty foreign. I'm sure you knew that. Like yes. you, you had to go to a little Wiccan bookstore to buy a book, you know, on anything positive thinking. So I was weird. I was weird all my whole life. Weird as, and I was pretty conscious of my words and my language and, you mm -hmm. know, being positive. I wasn't Pollyanna though. I wasn't pom-pom happy. I was, yeah. I, was, I was either content or above content, but you know, nothing phased me. And if it did, I'd reset and get rid of it. I learned how to do that. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm teaching people about, um, oh, so back to, then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to be positive today. I, I want to see how many people are going to be friendly to me today. Who's going to say hi today? So it's all I was doing was changing what I was giving attention to. You see, here's, I keep showing this to show you this is your vibe. When I'm thinking about something, I'm not even doing it on purpose, but I'm sending the energy about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, okay. And then the first person would say, hey, and I would say, oh my God, this is working. So in my celebration that it's working, I'm sending the vibration of people being nice to me. I learned early that the universe doesn't have favoritism no. and it isn't prejudice and it doesn't know whether you want it or do want it or whether it's good or bad for you or whether it's health. It's not very smart. It's obedient. Okay. And right now it's eavesdropping on all of, our, all of our vibes and now unfolding and orchestrating to bring us more of what we gave attention to. Listen to the key words, whether negative or positive. Really interesting. Thank you. And you know, what strikes me is, it sounds like it's off the track, but they've done research in terms of how many people uh, complain when something goes wrong and the balance of that compared with how many people um, say when things go right. So on average, 37 people are told when something goes wrong. And according to the research, a bit like fishermen's stories, that gets bigger 
and more negative and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Correspondingly, those who uh, have something good to say tell five, but they don't tend to exaggerate that. Yeah. So that's a tiny example of how our thought processes really focus on yeah. when things aren't going well. So from what you're saying, then if your vibes are things aren't going well, then the vibration you're attracting has to be that's right. More of that. Yeah, and I didn't create the rule. It's the rule. It's called the law of attraction. That's the law. Here's the law. Here's the law. The shortest sentence or easiest. You get what you vibrate. So I'm really fascinated. You know, you talked about the in terms of the bullying and then have being positive and getting people to um to smile and so on. Mm. Um but how did you you really refine it down to something which is so seemingly simple, which is you you attract what you vibrate. Right. Well, you know, I worked for the government for 10 years in Canada, the provincial government. I was a project manager managing projects. So guess what managing projects is? It's managing people. Mm -hmm. It's a glorified babysitter, to be honest with you. So I had to take NLP courses, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. I had to learn about how people communicate, how they like to receive information, what turns them on, what turns them off, what motivates them. You know, you're working with 10 people on a project. Yeah. The project manager's job is to make sure everything's working, everybody's understanding. So I was bringing this to the workplace. I was talking about communication styles and somebody wanted to write something on the board and said, oh, we don't need, you don't need to do that. And I said, yeah, he needs to do that. He needs to put it on the whiteboard. It might not be your style. They said, what does that mean? So before you know it, I'm kind of teaching NL, and they really liked it. And yeah. then now they said, okay, boom, this is that, boom, this is that. And then people knew exactly what, you know, it's like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I don't want to hear the story, but they need to tell the story. So I was developing stuff. And then I started a group in my house. I'm still like maybe eight years into the government. I was there for 10 years. And I started a group. Well, it wasn't really a group. There was two of us. How many, people, <laughs> how many people does it take to start a group? I'm not sure, but we'll go with two. We're going to go with two. Two's yeah. a group. I'll have a group, please. So my friend Linda and I, we, we deliberately met in my house. And you know, we, and we're both NLP people. So we mm. start talking about law of attraction, very limited information about it. Yeah. But in NLP, you learn a lot of tools and models. So one of the first things we learned about NLP is called reframing. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were talking about earlier. Someone yeah. said, am I complaining? You know, a classic reframe is the glass half empty or half full. Yeah. That's a reframe. Like even in Victoria, where I live, you know, it's like Seattle weather. It rains yeah. a lot and, you know, overnight here. People say, oh, it rains a lot. And you know what the reframe is? And you should see the gardens. Matter of fact, we're called Canada's Garden Center. Yeah, or the, cap, or the garden capital of you see how it got reframed. Listen, yeah. I'm a master reframer. I can reframe anything. I can help people. And just what you said, oh, I'm having a bad day. So, okay, well, let's start this. Tell me three things that you did well today. Yeah. That's reframing, reframing. So with that understanding how to do that with NLP, when people were coming to me and say at the job, I said, oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. I don't like this. And then without knowing it, I would say, well, what do you want instead? And then I would put it on a piece of paper. That was reframing. Yeah. And then after I built the list of what they said, I'd rip it in half because they don't need to see the crappy stuff anymore. Nope. It's like, this is your list. And they would look at it. And for the very first time, they were able to clearly articulate what it was. My ideal boyfriend, my ideal girlfriend, my ideal client, my ideal job. My Before then, I was like, oh, you know, I said, I just recently did a, a podcast for a golf interview. 
And I thought, where am I going to go? It was, it was a popular <laughs> golf show. I so, don't know the phrasing, but I want a, I want a hole in one at least oh, no, twice I, a game. <laughs> no, I didn't know. So I wrote back. I wrote back to the guy. I said, I'm going to ask you just to avoid asking me any golf questions. And he said, well, how are we going to do the interview? You know what I told him? I'm going to, I'll show you. So the very first part of the interview, I thought, how am I going to set this up? And I said, um, so I'm going to let all the golfers know today that you know when the golf game starts? In the car. Your golf game starts in the car. What are you telling yourself? So then just what you said, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to miss the shot. I don't want to have negative vibes and I don't want to, I don't want to have a little mind negative. So, and boy, the host just blew up. He was so excited. And he says, you should hear my story in the car on the way to golf. And I said, what part of it manifests? And he was embarrassed. And he said, I think a lot of stuff manifests like that. I said, what about the times when you felt good and you thought, you know what, today, clear mind, whatever. He said, you know what, it was always a match. So I'm going to teach your audience the same thing I taught to the golfers. As a matter of fact, I've been teaching it my entire career. And it's the number one reason why we keep attracting negative vibes. And it starts with our words. You know, the words we say, oops, the words we say actually cause us to think about something. And I'm going to show you and tell you, and you know, I'm a, I'm a trainer. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a trainer. So I like to train. Yep. So I like to use an accelerated learning technique. So I'm going to say it. You're going to see it and you're going to read it. These are the three words. Well, here's your homework, everybody. Eliminate these three words because these cause you to give attention to what you don't want. I'll explain it in a minute. So these are the three words to delete from your vocabulary, Gina. What are they? So they are don't, not, and no. Don't, not, and no. Let's talk about that. What if I were to say, I don't want my clients to cancel? What did I give attention to? Then canceling. That's right. Don't forget. What did I give attention to? Forgetting. You will not be disappointed. Just being disappointed. Well, this is not a scam, Gina. What did you? What did? What did I give attention to? To always to the things you didn't want. The scam. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. Don't have sex. Don't do drugs. Don't spill your milk. Don't beat up yeah. your brother. Don't be disappointed. Don't freak out. Don't park here. Don't drive here. Don't. Every time, every time we use the word don't, not, and no, we just brought attention to what we didn't want to bring attention to, which causes us to send the vibe of which we didn't want. And guess who's eavesdropping? It. Law of attraction is eavesdropping when you're complaining and worrying and using these yeah. words. You know, I'm, I'm an NLP master practitioner too, and a lot of the time that I'm working with people, it is about the language that they use. Mm -hmm. And I find it quite interesting that, you know, if you drive along a road and there's perhaps a tree every mile or two and then there's been a crash and the car is actually um, crashed into the tree and you think why have they crashed into the tree when there's plenty of space either side and it's the same thing isn't it don't crash into the tree don't crash into the tree rather than look for the space look for the space yeah. well, very different a, results it's a trained behavior so here's the so this is what people you know and if you're at home watching this draw a circle the size of a golf ball put the words don't not and no draw that international do not use sign i want you to burn this image every time you go to say it and type it and read it say i'm not supposed to use that word but guess what i'm going to tell you what to do instead Okay. Whenever you use the word don't, not, and no, don't forget, don't be disappointed, don't cancel, I don't want this, I don't want that. Whenever you catch yourself using the word don't, not, yeah. and no, here is the reframe, reset sentence. Say it when you see it. 
it is, so what do I want? Don't forget. Oh, I just said don't forget. So what do I want? Remember. Yeah. I, I don't want my clients to cancel. Oh, what do I want? I want my clients to keep their appointments. Absolutely. Those words, so what do I want? Really, really powerful, aren't they? That's right. They, they reset the words. And when you reset the words, you reset what you give attention to. And when you reset what you give attention to, you reset the vibe. When you reset the vibe, you reset the results. And here's the best news of all. Law of Attraction doesn't know how long you had that negative vibration because there's no power in the past. It's in the present right now. Law of Attraction is checking right now, checking and responding, checking and responding. It's such a good deal that it doesn't have a file folder on each. Well, what was Gina vibrating two days ago? It doesn't know that. So this is the this is so important for you can reset your results when you reset your vibe. You reset your vibe by resetting the words. That's the easiest homework ever. Don't not and no. Yeah. I would suggest that everybody creates themselves uh, one of those signs and puts it on the fridge and puts it on the back of the, the uh, bathroom door and puts it on uh, on their mirror so that it reminds you until it becomes second nature for you to talk about it, things in terms of what you do want. Yes. You know, when I worked for the government, the, <laughs> the woman beside me, I know she's not watching, she had all these posters in her office. One of them was a cat. It says, uh, I'm on my last nerve. And another one said, no complaining here. It was just all real bad. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but I would have put the don't, not a no symbol and make people think. And they said, well, how do I reword that? And I get it, particularly for the parents. At first, it's like, how do I say don't touch the stove? In the heat of the moment, you're going to say don't touch the stove. Then you're going to hear my voice say, how could you have said it differently? It, mm -hmm. but once you learn the, the reset sentence and you don't have to research for it, you yeah. might say, keep your hands to your side. They go, wow, I just did it. So people are learning this today. They are going to catch themselves using the word don't, yeah. not, and no, or typing it. But now they've got a tool. Now they're going to hear my yeah. voice say, so what do you want? And then maybe in a couple of days or less, they're going to about to say don't, not, and no, Gina, and they're going to convert it before they say it out loud. Yeah. Me, and that, that will become their new habit. That's right. It becomes stronger and it becomes yeah. louder. And they will notice the don't, not, and no's a mile away, especially when other people are using yeah. them. What you've done is you've distilled it into something which is really accessible, something simple that people can incorporate into their mm. daily life yeah. if they actively choose to do it. And the results are significant, aren't they? Yes. Do you want to know the secret to my success in my writing? I'd love to. Because there are thousands of books on Law of Attraction, mm. lots of them. My success, well, first I was one of the very first books in the world mm. on Law of Attraction. I was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey four times. I had my own radio show on her station for a year. I know what I'm doing. But you know what the key to my success is? Is that I applied what I know about NLP. I wrote the book to satisfy styles. The visual reader, the auditory reader, the kinesthetic reader, the auditory digital reader. My biggest compliment is people saying, oh, I love the style of your book. Mm -hmm. Whether they're auditory or even digital people, they're yeah. the thinkers. They don't like anything. When they say, you know what? Your book made sense to me. That's the highest compliment yeah. in the world for the thinker. Imagine, because I'm, I'm visual, so I like to have graphics and pictures and charts. All my book has all of that. Yeah. Matter of fact, all three of my books, you know what they were first? They were yeah. seminars. 
that makes sense doesn't it to actually they're very practical then and they're based in what works that's right there's nothing in there about me and my history and my it's not about me these are how-to books yeah and they were seminars first and i mastered the seminars i remember writing my last book your life's purpose uh boy that took a lot of a lot of visits because it was something that i kind of did intuitively but i had to put it into a formula so and I remember the big breakthrough. I'm in Hong Kong. I'm doing I'm doing a full day seminar in the morning, Law of Attraction, and in the afternoon, Your Life Purpose. It wasn't. I was still writing the book at the time, and I'm walking around the room and I'm watching people fill out the forms. And some people were circling the answer, and some people were highlighting, and some people were putting an X through it. And I, and even simple things like that, I thought, oh, I'm going to put a little box and show them to put a check mark. And yeah. then I did the next. I walk around the room. There was no confusion about what to do. So. You know, these people that say you can write a book in a weekend, I don't think so. Well, it won't be a good book, I'll tell you that. You know, well, if, if it's a how-to book, you've got to polish it. You've got to have different people, different styles go through it. So when you go through my book, it satisfies all the groups. You've given people a real sense of how they can make a difference to their life. You have the three books. How can people get hold of you? Um, and I, you know, it talks about having um, your, you've trained 550 uh, certified, certified facilitators. Yeah. Just spend a couple of minutes talking sure. about that because I'm sure there'll be people who'll be interested. That's right. You can go to michaelloche.com. Oh, or lawofattractionbook.com. They're both good. Uh, you know, I have trained about 500 people in 17 countries all around the world. My book's in 37 languages. So years ago, for about seven years, I traveled around the world doing seminars and seminars, and, and then I would train people. So there's an actual law of attraction center in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, right. from students that I taught who are trainers. There's one in Hong Kong, uh, and there's one in, I think it's Indonesia, or, yeah, in, or Singapore, rather, so mm -hmm. the uh, Southeast countries. Uh, so I would go there and I would put on my certification. It was a three-day program and I would teach them what I just did for you right now with some modifications for yeah. your audience. It's called the signature presentation. Okay. So everybody learns a signature presentation. And here's, here's you know, when you do a signature presentation, you, you, know, you know when you go to a restaurant, they have a signature dish. What do yeah. you know about that signature dish? It better be what? Good. Oh, it better great. be good. It better be the best. Yes. If it's your signature, it should taste the same. It should look the same. It should get all the good reviews, and it should be a good product for your business, you know, mm. good markup. So for me, I teach people how to do a signature presentation. So when you say, Michael, you have 25 minutes, I know what I can cover. If yeah. you say, Michael, this is a quickie. We only get eight minutes. I know what to cover. Yeah. So it's a kind of presentation. But I, you know, I grew up with a lot of speaker friends and all of them scramble and struggle before they have to give mm -hmm. a presentation. You know why? Because they're doing a new one every time. Mm -hmm. What if you had a signature one? So in my certification training program, it's about eight hours of video all broken up with a 25 page workbook. It's me teaching them everything, all the NLP stuff that we talked about, how to mm -hmm. teach to the four styles. Uh, 20 accelerated learning techniques, everything from write this down, repeat after me, show me, yeah. all those techniques. Yeah. And most importantly, how to deliver the signature presentation in person or on Zoom. And then most importantly, because the signature presentation is free. You know, that's how you get mm -hmm. people to know you. And the upsell to that is, in my book, I teach people how to deliberately with the three-step process. And they, that's what they hold seminars on. I'm holding a book club on that and workshop. So the, the signature is free. And then the balance, uh, then you get people to pay for the seminar. 
And uh, yeah, it's all done online. It's very inexpensive. I think it's $1,200 for certification and all of the resources that you need. You can even use my worksheets at your seminar and kind of, you know, adapt them for your own. Yeah. But, you know, you know, cause you'll know as a trainer, that's a big job, developing a program, developing the, the worksheets, make it. So to give it to somebody and say, you go hold. So it's a turnkey business for law of attraction enthusiasts or coaches or speakers. Cause most Brilliant. of them don't know how to teach it. They know how to talk about it, but not how to teach it. I'm afraid we, we, we've run out of time. Um, we've got a bit of an echo, not, not quite sure what's going on there. Um, we've run out of time, but before we go and before I do the thanks, one of the things that happens on every show is we belong to B1G1, buy one, give one. Um, and it's a great organization because not only does it break things down into impact, so it's affordable for everybody, mm -hmm. but they have a sister company that actually raises the money to run the charity. So every penny that's donated goes to one or other of the programs. And they've got programs all over the world. Each month I choose three and I ask all of my guests to choose one of them. Um, and you have chosen textbooks for secondary school children in Cambodia. Yeah. It's a very poor area. And in these big schools, they have children who are, you know, sharing you know a dozen children trying to share a textbook and so yeah. we will um we will buy uh, sets of textbooks for okay. one of the schools in cambodia education is very uh, close to my heart and mm -hmm. so thank you very much we will do that donate that on your behalf thank you thank you and just to remind listeners that for every hundred people who listen live or to a download we feed people um, and so you can help by uh, spreading the word and getting people to listen to these um, these shows and to share them. And if you're a business person and you'd like to be involved, then um, please email me and we can make sure you have those details too. So Michael, it just leaves me really to say a huge thank you. You created, I think for people, an opportunity to make a significant difference in their lives in Thank a very you. simple and accessible way. Yes. It's been a joy to have you. Thank, Thank you very much indeed. Thanks. Thank you. Don't go away. We haven't quite finished. See you after the break. And again, Michael, thank you. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. 
Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving. The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hi there. What a simple concept, but I know when you use it, it really, really works. And so I'd like to spend the last few minutes of today's show talking to you about relationships, because relationships can be really complicated. And so many people end up having relationships that they find um, unrewarding or that they are downright toxic. And I'm reminded of the number of people that I've worked with around relationships. And, and those of you that have listened to the show know that the principle I believe is that, that whatever relationship that you want to have with other people, it has to start with you because the relationships with others are a reflection of the relationship you have with yourself. But let's put that to one side for a moment and think about the relationship that you want with other, with other people, a significant other. And I've worked with many, many people who have come out of difficult relationships, they've just got divorced, or once again, a, a relationship has broken down. And we start always by working on the relationship with them. And then we start to talk about, well, who is your ideal partner? And understanding what it is that is important to you is vital if you want a relationship that's going to work. Now, for me, a great relationship is an interdependent relationship, one where the two of you work together. And the ideal relationship, and this is my view, you may have something very different, is a relationship where, excuse me, that person supports and encourages you to be your best self. But so often, when I work with people around relationships, they've not talked about what are their core values, what's important to them. And so you end up with a situation where their relationship is either very unbalanced because one person is very controlling or things like fidelity and trust haven't been spoken about and agreed. And so somebody goes off and has an affair or um, somebody's jealous. Or it can be, as you know, I've, I've met couples who didn't ever talk about whether they wanted children before they became an item. And then later on discovered that one person was really desperate to have a child and the other person didn't. And it's not compatible. It's certainly not conducive to a loving interdependent relationship. There are very simplistic ways to start the process. And one is to simply 
write a list of all of the things that you would like in your ideal partner. And be careful that you include things like their attitude towards you. You know, is it important to you that that person is kind, that that person listens to you, that they value you? Um, what's their relationship around family? Are they going to have the same level of commitment to uh, being part of the broader family as you? Because that's often a mismatch between couples. What's their relationship with money? Speaking to a client um, only this week who has a, a partner who spends to the point where they are in significant debt. And yet they are someone who's very cautious about money, who's never been in debt prior to this relationship. And the stress that it's causing is immense. Now, knowing that person, having the relationship, understanding what that relationship is before you start, uh, or certainly fairly early on in, into the relationship is quite important, I would suggest to you. You know, the relation, the, the, um, the values that people have around sex and, you know, whether somebody's adventurous or somebody's not, those are things that unless you actually give yourself the opportunity to explore together, you may not know until it's too late. But once you've created your list, you know, would, are you interested in a smoker or non-smoker? Is their religion important to you? What about their politics? Um, how about their attitude to, to work, to um, sharing things within the family? And once you've written your really, really comprehensive list, and this is not something to do in five minutes, this is something to do over time, be really clear, clear about what you do want, okay? Often, um, it's in response to something that's happened that you recognize that you, you uh, don't want, bearing in mind we're talking about the law of attraction, so you don't want those things in your life, so what is it you do want, okay? And having got that list along each of the, the um, areas of your life, I would suggest then that you take a marker, a, a highlight pen, and identify all of those things which are absolutely non-negotiable. So if your religion is incredibly important to you and it's non-negotiable that somebody from a different religion, then you know very clearly what it is you do want. If it's uh, around uh, the, the attitude people have to um, social life, you know, whether people want to be adventurous and want are happy for you to do different things when they're going off skydiving or mountaineering, or whether that person really wants you to do that too. So be really clear about what you do want and then what's negotiable and what is not. Now, many people think that that's the whole exercise, okay? But if you want that perfect partner, the next thing is to decide how are you going to turn up to be the perfect partner for that person? Because it's a two-way street. You can want everything in place from that other person, but if you're not a match, and if, certainly if you're not a vibrational match, it's not gonna work, which is one of the reasons why it's so important that you do the inner work first. The relationship with you is the first one and then the relationship with other people and particularly your significant other um, will fall into place. But being clear about what you do want, why that's important to you, 
And the other thing is, when you talk about a value such as love, fidelity, trust, what behaviors do you need to experience from the other person? And what behaviors do you need to actually enact in order to create um, in, on a consistent way that that value is being embodied in real terms in your life? Now, I've said to you many, many times that there's lots and lots of things to help you. If you go on to genuinely you, genuinely-you.com, the website, there's hundreds of articles, podcasts, and so on. There's the TV show, the Genuinely You TV show. Lots and lots of free stuff. And we're about to launch a, a free Genuinely You membership. Look out for that. It's going to come in, in the next little while. But also go to, to uh, Genuinely You with Gina Gardner on YouTube, and you will find there are lots and lots of playlists with different videos to help you. Tumblr, got lots and lots of platforms on Tumblr to help you. All of those things are free. They don't cost you anything other than a bit of trouble to find them in your time. There are also lots of paid programs, but what I want from you, for you, is that you take charge of your own life, that you become the leader of your own life, and that you take control and there's lots of stuff there to help you. So thanks for listening. Get other people to listen to the download. Please spread the word. Let's help B1G1 and let's help you become the leader of your own life. Take care now. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.